When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The Run Home feature interview. Thanks to Mick Delivery. There it is. Don't need the slip because Katie Martin's done all the work. Oh, that's well taken by Martin. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's a great take. It's out. Brilliant keeping. Katie Martin, she's an absolute legend of the women's game in New Zealand and a broadcaster too, carving out an incredible career on both sides of the Tasman. We're very lucky to have her on. Katie, thank you so much for your time and welcome into the programme. First thing we want to touch on is this Inter-Island T20 series that's returning for the first time in more than a decade. Uh, You must have played in one of these. How good is this? G'day, g'day. Yeah, broadcasting. You might be pushing it. I'm, a, I'm just a cricket fan at the moment. But, I've been watching um, you in Australia and you've cricket. been doing amazing. <laughs> oh, they, they need a Kiwi to take the mickey out of, although Joey's <laughs> there now, so they've got him. Um, yeah, no, a wee while ago, actually, I think probably 15 years ago. So it's been a wee while since we sort of had a North-South series. Um, it's, it's good, the old the rivalry between both of those uh, islands. Um, there's always a contentious thing that sometimes people that play up north are still classified as southerners because they're because uh, they were born there. But I think they've sorted that out now. So yeah, it's a pretty ex- exciting series for I guess both the up and coming and then the white ferns that have just got back from South Africa to, to go against each other. So I'm f- looking forward to it. I feel like every sport should have a North versus South series because everyone looks forward to to that rivalry and the where you came from and and where you were born and where you went to school. Why did it disappear? Why has it been gone for such a long time from the calendar? And will it stay? Will it be here to stay this time around? Oh, that's all great questions. I think maybe David White might need to answer that because he does the schedule. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. Maybe maybe the the southern team's been so strong that he got a little nervous that um, you know they were going to tip up the North Island again. But I just think it's just been so hard with the amount of cricket and and yeah. I guess more of the professionalism that it's been that there hasn't been a chance to get that. We've had like New Zealand development teams um, and New Zealand A teams that sort of play um, against each other, and the White Ferns have played so many tournaments, World Cups, and that mm-hmm. around this period of time. So it's just been hard to fit it in but I what I understand is it will be back and there'll be one hopefully September October as well um as well so yeah it's it's fantastic I guess to be able to get our best what 24 odd players in the country together Mm. to play against each other and continue to develop um the game so I reckon Beaver wouldn't have known what team to play for whether is would you be southern or northern Beaver there's been so many super teams but for for me it'd have to be the north um Unfortunately, but uh, it depends how many Aucklanders are in the team. <laughs> now, uh, obviously, Kirst alluded to the fact that you've been uh, a bit of a commentary uh, extraordinaire lately. Talk to us about uh, doing the women's BBL for uh, Channel 9. That must have been some experience. No, Channel 7, mate. You've got to be oh, the Channel 7? Yeah, Come on, yeah. Oh, Come on, mate. <laughs> I can't keep up, but hey, quite rightly, uh, correct me, they're paying the bills. Yeah, no, no, that's all right. Well, hopefully they'll ask me back this year. Oh no, it's um, well, <laughs> a few years ago, yeah, a few years ago, I um, I used to get mic'd up 
which is didn't need to anyway because people turn the stunt mic up as I could hear when in the introduction, which is not nice to hear yourself back screaming, but that's okay. <laughs> I guess it's payback from mum and dad. But um, yeah, so they used to mic me up, and I, you know, when you tell a story, you always need to sort of add a little bit of mayo, sauce mm-hmm. it up a wee bit. So they they love the fact. So um, yeah, they they enjoyed that and said, oh, do you want to come on and do some commentary? And I I said, oh, look, I don't really. I know a little bit of the ins and outs of it, um, but I'm literally going to talk about the game from, from, I guess, my perspective. So, yeah, it's been fantastic. And I guess I, I feel so fortunate um, being able to work with the likes of Mel Jones. And, yeah, um, yeah she's sort of taken me under her wing. And she's someone, I guess, I idolised um, in terms of broadcasting and that. So, yeah, she's um, the first time I actually, I, I got stitched up. And I was sitting in the sideline. It was rain. It was a rained out game. It was raining. And then, and Erin Holland, who was a presenter at the time, was sitting on the sideline, and she had to go to the toilet. And she and quickly they said, "Oh, Katie, we've got to we've got to throw. You know, we're going back on. We need to, you know, just say how many overs that are going to be bowled and when we're going to be back on." And and I'm like, "Yeah, yep, yeah, no worries, and no monitor or anything." And so I had no pa- no pen, no piece of paper, and so they've put me on, and and I'm bad with numbers. Like there's you know like there's dyslexia, and then there's just this numbers issue, and so they all merge into one. And so I've said, oh, we're starting back at 2.30 and three bowlers can bowl five overs and five bowlers can, oh, and then I'm just, and I'm just rambling on. And I just said, oh, look, I have no idea how many bowlers are bowling what. And I didn't realise that underneath on the banner, it had exactly what I was meant to be talking about. So here's people reading this and I'm just mumbling over not knowing how many people did what. The next day, Mel Jones had gone to the stationery shop and got a pen and some cards and said here you go you might need this for next time <laughs> and so we joke about I don't know whether that was a compliment or, or not but I take it as a compliment that she said you know you did all right but here maybe you need this in the future so um, yeah I've been I've been very fortunate um, to be able to do I guess travel the world now to be able to to do commentary and I mean talk about a game that I love um, so yeah and, and the players put up with me which was all right well so far <laughs> Such good stories, Katie. Thank you so much for sharing those. Now, will you be involved in the Black Caps commentary coming up? Uh, of course, series starting against Sri Lanka tomorrow. Yep, yeah, I've just left the ground, actually. Um, did a couple of interviews today. So, yeah, it's looking spectacular. And, and there's so much on this game as well. I think if Sri Lanka win 2-0 and, and India um, lose to Australia, yes. they'll be in the World Test Championship. So there's plenty to play for. So I think we're going to see an exciting series um, Maybe not the excitement of, of England. I think people's nerves need a little bit of a break <laughs> after that last day. But, yeah, it's, it's um, looking like a fantastic series coming up. Now, clearly it's certainly my naivety, but I'm sure a lot of cricket fans' naivety in this country didn't even hear that news that Sri Lanka is knocking on the door mm. of being a part of that World Championship final. Yeah, so if, if India either lose or draw to Australia, which I think they're having a panic around how they're going to prepare that wicket after the last test match. Um, if then, and Sri Lanka win 2-0 against the Black Caps in, that, in the final um, in England against Australia. So it's, it's so fantastic. And I think if you look at the games that Sri Lanka have played, they've played half the amount of Australia and most other nations. So it's so fantastic for, for a country like that, and especially all the hardships that they've been through over the last few years in their country as well to how much that would mean to their country. So um, irrespective of, I guess, you know, from a New Zealand perspective, you'd love New Zealand to win, but the romance around the storyline with Sri Lanka is pretty cool as well. So, um, yeah, I'm eagerly awaiting this. 
How are you looking forward to, sorry, babe, to seeing out there either from New Zealand or a Sri Lankan perspective? One name I'm looking forward to is Dick Weller. He's the wicket keeper, and he has, if you think I've got chat, he has got even <laughs> better chat. So um, hopefully they'll turn up the stunt mics. He's got some fantastic chat as well. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, after, the, you know, the performance of Neil Wagner and that, game in Wellington and just to see him I guess continue to fight the lion-hearted guy that he is I'm looking forward to him on this wicket and yeah and hopefully it'll be a pretty pretty good game the wicket's still green but um yeah go Dick Weller behind the stumps um and I'll make sure they turn the mic up and uh and Wags I think the go-to's for me and amongst that New Zealand crew obviously you mentioned Wags who after his final day heroics you'd like to think that's uh Shut a few people up, but is there anyone else that you're thinking, geez, they, they need to consolidate their spot in the team for series? Yeah, I think um, obviously Henry Nichols hasn't necessarily scored the bulk of runs that we're used to, but he loves Hagley Oval. Um, it's sort of like, I mean, it's his home ground anyway, so he's got a good average there. And I think, um, you know, he's sort of looked like he's got starts. He's toughed it out at times. So I think he'll be just encouraged to, to sort of get on with it and, um, I think him and Tommy Latham perform really well at home. So I think if they if we can get a little bit more out of that middle order, and I mean Tommy Blundell's been fantastic. Yeah. I'm not sure about 130 kegs up at the stumps, but anyway, <laughs> I think that would go right <laughs> past my face. <laughs> but he, how does that, he's been how does that go down with your quicks? Surely oh. the boys, let's chuck in a few bounces just to say get back. You're insulting me now. Oh, yeah. Your ego definitely gets a hit, doesn't it? But it sounds like, um, yeah, it sounds like they've all sort of had chats for him to get up to the stumps. I did that once for a lady called Kate Pulford, and she bowled it off down leg stump, and and I missed it completely. And she said a couple of words that can't be said on radio, and said you better move back. So I did. So um, yeah, maybe the boys aren't as precious as the girls. <laughs> Katie, we've got a text in here before we let you go. Someone just wanted to ask you if you've watched any of the WPL matches in India and and if so, what your thoughts are on the competition. I have watched a little bit, although I'm still sort of jet lagged, but um, it was fantastic to see Mealy Kerr um, stand up and perform in that first game and, and to see scores over 200 in the crowd's been, been amazing. So um, I understand that um, it was holy yesterday and a few of the blonde um, cricketers, including Elise Perry, have now got pink hair. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how they turn up in the last couple of games. But I, it's just groundbreaking for, for yeah. women's cricket and um, to see, I guess, the professionalism of the game, not just here, but around the world. And this is careers. And I mean, players are making half a million dollars plus playing cricket all year round and um, in the women's game is just fantastic to see. And I think it just it helps um, to continue those pathways and encourage people to say, gee, this is a really good sport to play. And, and if you're good enough, you can play in crowds of 20,000, 30,000. And my first, my first tour was against, was in India in 2003 and we had 20,000 at our test match then. And it was just fantastic. So it's such a great place to play cricket and it's fantastic for the women's game. So um, yeah, uh, hopefully it continues on like that. And um, yeah, and hopefully a few years to come, a few of our other players will be on board as well. Absolutely. Katie Martin, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to seeing and hearing you tomorrow and across the next couple of weeks as well. Thanks, guys.